Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. How are you guys on this Wednesday morning? Hump day for many of you. For those of us who own uh, companies, well, there's never a hump day. <clears throat> we're always humping our butts to do the best out there that we can. And, uh, delivering the best food possible for your pups. Get over to rawdogfoodandco.com where we do have cat food. So what do cats eat? Well, basically cats eat almost everything dogs do. Um, You got to experiment with these guys, right? The cats, um, they're texture-based, a lot of them. So they can be finicky. One day they like one, one day they don't. But, um, you know, just don't put kibble in their diet and don't put a bunch of plants in their diet all right you'll be doing good make sure it's meat bones organ and fat and a variety at that remember tomorrow night we have our yappy hour right here at raw dog food and company.com 6 p.m to midnight and we have food we have treats we have supplements uh, we have it all right here at rawdogfoodandco.com. Today, we're going to talk about bones, why bones are important for puppies, and why bones and what kind of bones you should be feeding your dogs, all right? But we have uh, a, a product spotlight that I want to get to today, and this is the rebalancer. Okay, now it was formerly called anti-vaccinosis, and I suspect they changed it, their name because of all the stuff that's going on in the world, right? Uh, but this is a, a homeopathic product by Adored Beast. When should you do a rebalancer? Well, any time that you do a round of vaccines, you want to come back in and do this product called the rebalancer. Um, it will give you great peace of mind. I think it will help, you know, take out those heavy metals. Some of the people using the rebalancer say that this remedy helped even their middle-aged cat to stop losing their fur and to stop having rashes. Another uh, person, Laurie, rebalancer customer, she said after giving these drops for a week, uh, her dog's eyes stopped watering. She stopped scratching. And get this, she was able to eat chicken, which she loves. But some of the symptoms of vaccinosis can include, but are not limited to, uh, fatigue, um, muscle pain. Maybe they are stiff. You see a lot more stiffness in them after a vaccine. One thing that we have seen is aggression or change in their mood or behaviors, I, which I just, this is the one that scares me the most. You have this beautiful dog, this wonderful, well-behaved dog. They go in, they get a, a vaccine, and then all of a sudden they're aggressive or their mood is not the same. 
Now, some of the longer-term symptoms that you can see after vaccines, and maybe it's not immediate, but it comes in six months or so, three, six months, are skin eruptions, warts, rashes, cysts, hot spots. They might even have some respiratory symptoms or digestive issues like vomiting, diarrhea. Maybe they've been diagnosed with IBD. Other uh, things that, that, that you would see are re- current ear infections, um, tumors pop up. So this is a great product. Again, it was called anti-vaccinosis. It's now called Rebalancer. Um, you can repeat and, and, and use this product once a month to once a week, as long as every time you repeat it, you're seeing some positive results like those folks that we just talked about before. Now, if you're doing it weekly, it should not be repeated for longer than a month. Uh, but after that, if you're doing it every week, you can go to once a month. And again, as long as each time you use it, you see your animal getting better, then we would say continue to use it. All right. So that is in our um, supplement section. It's called Rebalancer, which was formerly anti-vaccinosis. All right, so let's talk about bones. Man, people get so freaked out about bones, especially when they have a puppy. And, um, you know, if you want to give them some mental stimulation and you really do want to clean their teeth, remember uh, big pep food companies and a lot of veterinarians out there tell people that, you know, kibble is what you should feed to give that stimulation mental stimulation and to clean their teeth. Well, that's a bunch of bunk. That's a bunch of sphincter news. The first kibble was a biscuit made for dogs in the 1860s. And uh, that's what made made kibble mainstream. Uh, didn't have anything to do with health because kibble contains huge amounts of starches, sugars, and flavor coatings. Yummy. And uh, once they make this kibble and these biscuits, they have to add synthetic vitamins and minerals to it, to it because the way that they've cooked it have totally destroyed any nutritional value. Um, so besides all the other problems with kibble, we do want to give our puppies, as soon as they wean off the mom, um, a species-appropriate diet that is raw not cooked, not kibble, don't mix it, just go straight to the raw diet. Okay, meat, bones, organ, and fat. We do have a puppy blend, but really it's just a little bit extra bone. Um, and you can do that with all of our blends. Now, um, a lot of people are afraid of giving bones to their puppy, but it, it really does do so much for them physically and mentally. So um, I, I would definitely give dogs and, 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 and recreational bones and um, bones that they can consume to your puppy. Now, what are recreational bones? So, you know, those are the bigger, harder bones that, that dogs can gnaw on, but not eat as food. Okay. So recreational bones, they're meant for hours of gnawing uh, but if you have an aggressive chewer, what does that mean? Everybody, you know, says the aggressive chewer is different, right? So it could be normal for my dog, could be look aggressive for your dog. Uh, but you do want to supervise. 
always so that they don't break any teeth. Uh, the bone for your puppy needs to be large enough. Uh, if they're going to be a recreational bone that they're just going to gnaw on, it needs to be large enough so that they can't swallow it whole. Okay. But uh, there's so many mental benefits of chewing on a bone. And one is that it can really reduce bad behaviors due to boredom. Bad behaviors like chewing up your couch. <laughs> uh, but, you know, while they are gnawing on these bones, it releases endorphins and uh, helps them, you know, relieve stress. Now, artificially flavored bones. I know a lot of people do this. They're like, well, I'm afraid of real bone, afraid they're going to choke. But these artif artificially flavored bones, they're made of thermoplastic polymer and they don't create in your dog the same euphoric state. Okay. So know that. Don't be afraid of bones. Just supervise and, um, you know, give your dome dog a bone you can keep them in the crate which will help them with uh, separation anxiety um but make sure that they're a bone that it your dog is not going to choke on okay because that really does freak people out but um great 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 for your for your dogs now i'm going to go over to um dr Brady's book, who's also talking about bones, is going to give us um, a little more information about raw meaty bones, which you would consume, and recreational bones. Um, in his section, The Ideal Raw Diet, what does that look like? Well, he says, you know, you absolutely need to feed raw meaty bones. Um, that is what cleans their teeth. Now, raw meaty bones means there's meat on the bones. It's not just a bone, okay? He says eight out of 10 dogs are fed a dry uh, diet, and that does cause gum disease, um, certainly by three years of age. So do you really want to deal with gum disease by three years of age and having to start pulling their teeth? Um, no, you, you want to make sure that they get some raw meaty bones. And uh, those are going to be like um, turkey necks and... Um, um, the bison neck that we have is a raw meaty bone. It has a lot of meat on it. Um, it is a harder bone and they're going to rip, shred and tear those. But for those of you that live out of state, unfortunately, they're too large for uh, those to be shipped. Okay. They're just too large. But raw meaty bones are essential um, for young pups. Uh, because it helps build strong teeth, joints, and bones, and also provides uh, the much-needed roughage in their diet. So it has this cleansing, scouring effect on the dog's digestive tract, and uh, it can possibly remove parasites, uh, Dr. Brady says, and encourages healthy fecal motions that stimulate the anal glands. One thing that I hear people say all the time is, my dog's booty stinky, because he got clogged up anal glands. I said, yeah, that's that, uh, they have those sloppy poops from the kibble. In his book, he says, you know, people are often fearful of giving their dogs a bone. I hear it all the time, Dr. Brady. But there are a number of reasons for this, he says. First is that accidents can happen. And vets will tell you that, okay? They're, they're, they always tell you that. They scare the majority of our customers. 
but what are some of the problems? Well, teeth can break. Okay. So, um, and, and there can be some buildup in the gut, um, of undigested bone and it can, you know, splinter. However, he said, these accidents have some common factors. And he said, most of these problems that you're going to hear from the vets, they're mostly occurring with cooked bones and in dry fed dogs. Okay. And, and we always say this because dry fed dogs don't have the same um, gut acid as raw fed dogs. So we don't, if you are feeding kibble, probably I'm not going to recommend that you, that you feed bones at all. Okay. Um, he said that, um, in, in this book, he said that they, they, they observed no harmful effects after feeding oxtails to 200 dogs for over six years. And the reason was that these bones were raw and they were surrounded by meat and they were feeding a, a, a raw diet. All right. So we all know this. Do not feed cooked bones, guys. None. No cooked bones because you're more than likely going to get an obstruction. And um, so no cooked bones. But the best bones that Dr. Brady likes, he likes necks, wings, ribs, oxtails. Um, those are great. And we have a lot of great bones um, at rawdogfoodandco.com. But he does say feed the right bone for the right size. So a simple rule is this, the bigger the dog, the bigger the bone. So you might choose chicken necks or chicken wings for a little Yorkie, maybe a duck head or a duck neck for a cocker spaniel, maybe those larger turkey necks or duck carcasses or even oxtails for the Labradors. But, um, but you know, if you find that your dog is swallowing bones, uh, either take those away from them or, you know, really supervise. Um, how many times should you feed bones? And I, and I get this question a lot, guys. But he said, feed once or twice a week. Now, there are some people that are doing it every day, and then they're getting constipated dogs. Well, of course. And maybe you could even have dogs throwing up bone if you're feeding bones too much. So I would start out once or twice a week. And he says, um, you know, th there's a lot of different opinions out there, but the consensus, the consensus with um, many of the pet health professionals in raw feeding, certainly with pet parents, is at least once a week. And those are going to help keep those teeth and gums very, very healthy. Now he says, listen, Avoid feeding bones before or after dinner because their stomachs are only so big and these raw meaty bones, they need the stomach all to itself for adequate digestion. So if you feed too much bone at once, it may not digest properly and um, this can cause problems for your dogs. So don't feed your dogs raw meaty bones before or after dinner. Maybe you just have a bone day and that's all you feed. And that's okay. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Now he says choking is unlikely as we say choking is unlikely, but accidents might happen. 
Uh, he said he's not yet seen it, but he has heard where, you know, dogs are choking in a bone and the owner has to take action. Um, but he says choking does kill thousands thousands of americans he's talking about people um even more than road accidents but here's what he said chokes us humans the main culprits are hot dogs chewing gum and raw vegetables <laughs> right he said but would anyone use uh, an example of someone choking on a raw sprout as a reason to ban all vegetables from the human diet of course not. So we have to think logically when we are giving our dogs bones, even if we've heard about dogs choking, uh, those are rare. He says dogs in general, in general, have extra wide hardened esophagus uh, to enable the eating of bones. However, maybe you want to um, watch the YouTube video and learn how to do the high lick Hi, Heimlich maneuver on your size dog, just in case. And then he goes in and he says, there's a myth out there that bones make dogs aggressive. And he said, first of all, dogs are extremely passive cre creatures, more so than humans. And uh, for the most part, dogs avoid confrontation. But it is possible that a dog will protect their bone the same way they they might protect a you know food bowl or even their favorite toy. Um, but he said, this is interesting. It's my experience that it, this occurs, uh, this aggressiveness, more often in dry-fed dogs. Um, and if a dog is not giving up their bone, then they need to be trained to do so. And I agree, you know, I can absolutely um, say oust to Lazie, who is my four-year-old, um, and she will let it go. So train your dogs to give up that bone, because if you see it get too small or they've left it outside and it's gotten dry and they've grabbed it again, you want to get it and probably toss that in a trash can, okay? Uh, all right. So that's just what I wanted to, um, tell you about today. I do, I do want to touch briefly here on the calcium phosphorus ratio. Um, and he said the vast number of raw feeders and even raw dog food manufacturers allow for a specific 10% bone content in our raw blends. And we do have that in the 801010 blends. And then we uh, have a little bit higher in the PMRs for the puppies. But he said, you know, what is this based on? It's based on the fact that an average skeletal weight of a rabbit is 8%, a figure that does rise slightly for leaner varieties in the wild. But skeletal weights, um, meaning the bigger the animal, the more bone they can take, uh, contain. You know, did you, uh, mice, mice have a skeletal weight, um, of 6% of their total body weight. Um, yeah, while almost 50% of the body weight of giant animals such as blue whales consist of bone. Um, but anyway, he said, listen, don't compare 
the calcium phosphorus ratios in a raw diet with the AAFCO, um, non-governing, non non-testing, nonsensical body AAFCO recommends because this calcium is uh, not in its natural form and it's very out of whack with the nutritional guidelines of that dry, dry kibble, okay? Uh, one thing that I do get out of Dr. Connor Brady's book is this, that scientifically proven claims are bogus, that scientific research on uh, dog food is is pretty bogus, um, that the complete and balance uh, label is bogus, that much of the uh, the research, the test that they do is very, very um, slanted towards the kibble industry. But he was saying, you know, we as raw feeders, those of us who are seeing the great benefits of taking all of that other crap out of your dog's diet and giving them a species-appropriate diet, we are affecting the scales the balance of dog food. And he was talking about the vets and he says, they're going to have to adapt or die because we as raw feeders want vets that understand nutrition, real nutrition. And they're seeing that difference. And also they're having a hard time not admitting that their customers that come in, their patients that come in are doing great. They have a hard time admitting that their blood work is great, that their skin looks good, that their eyes are bright and their teeth are white. And these are raw feeders. So you guys are doing a great job out there. We always encourage you to ask lots of questions to uh, when you are told something like dogs are going to choke on bones. Um what have they heard about that? Uh, was this dog a kibble fed dog? What kind of bone was it? Was it too small for that dog? Was it a cooked bone? Were they being supervised? There's lots of questions that we need to ask. There's lots of other information that we need to gather before we say we cannot give our dog a bone. All right. You can get over to raw dog food and company.com. We have lots of bones over there. Some of those cannot be shipped, um, but, um, and, and, and the non-ship ones are going to be the great big ones because they just don't fit in the shippers along with food uh, well to get shipped out to you. Remember on Yappy Hour, we will have bones in that sale. That sale comes on uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, 6 p.m. to midnight. We have food, we have bones, we have treats, treats that only have one ingredient, and that is what it says. If it's a beef lung, that's all that's in it, beef lung. If it's a trachea, um, I'm sorry, not, yeah, trachea, we have the split trachea, the whole trachea, uh, that's all it is. Um, we have liver. Um, we have great, great treats. Keep those in your refrigerator because they are not radiated. They are not adulterated. All right. Get over to raw dog food and co.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap.
Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.